Welcome to the Short Rod Show. You're talking with Ben. And you got Brett. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We're on episode six of season two. Uh, we're here on a nice windy day recording. Yeah, there's going to be a little howl in the background. Yeah, if you hear some whistling, that's just my leaky windows. Hmm. So we already tried sealing those up. That's not working. So it is what it is. Yep. But yeah, today, what are we talking about, Brett? Uh, we're going to talk about uh, organization, especially early ice while you're knocking the rust off. Yep. Um, organizing your tackle inside your sled, knowing where things are going to be at prevents you from forgetting them at home. Yep. That sort of stuff. But uh, first, I wanted to give a quick shout out to, uh, who was this guy? Uh, Jake Rubin King. Yep. Messaging, been messaging us, us like crazy. Uh, at the moment, just before we started this podcast, uh, last episode, when we talked about line and rods, yep. uh, I mentioned something like, uh, I would probably not recommend running braid and inline reels. And I was like, the second I say that, someone's going to message us and say, yep, I'm the one who does that. Jake chimed in, and I I got a pretty good laugh out of it. Yeah, so Jake's um, the first one that's admitting. There's always he's running. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't <laughs> you can't say a a statement like that without someone being like, "Nope, I do that also." And so I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. So so what's his scoop? What's uh, he so Jake Jake runs a inline reel. He runs Ice Pro twenty pound. And he ties on a floral leader, um, but he's fishing for salmon and uh, trout. I haven't messaged him back to find out exactly where he's nice. where he's located. But um, yeah, maybe we need to give. Give Braid another shot. Yeah, so so I'd be interested to see what the temperatures are when he's running that. But uh, he says he runs them inside and out. Nice. He's on the ice right now today. He's out there messing us from the ice. Love it. God damn it. <laughs> Lucky guy. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, it's what forty forty degrees out today. Yeah, windy. It's just windy, and we have not been out on the ice yet. But looking yep. to change that coming up here. Yep. So that's good. But yeah, we got a couple uh couple rods that we got from a viewer. Yep. I uh, want to talk about those a little bit. Timmy rods. The Timmy rods. So Timmy Hall, thank you for uh sending us these custom rods. They're 30-inch ultralight, 31-inch ultralights. Yeah. So they showed up with UPS. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Get those in the I'm pretty excited to give them a shot. In the mail. So really yeah, appreciate we'll give it. Them a, give them a test. What's interesting, uh be interested to see these little real bands that he already has on here. I've never seen those before. Yeah, they can't Velcro be. Velcro ones. They got to be better than those uh the sliding fray bill ones that I have on my two reels right at the moment. Oh, those aren't very stretchy, right? No, they're not stretchy at all. They just slide over yeah. them, and then they slide off, and your reel falls off all yep. the time. So yep. those can't be any worse than that, I'll tell you that. So, yeah, this is quite the ultralight. This will be good for uh, some early ice action. Yeah, really, I, I feel like it's going to give you a – you got some, some mechanical advantage with the length and the whippiness of those that you're really going to be able to jig. You're going to be able to jig all day without your arm getting tired. I'll tell oh, you yeah. That. Yep. Yeah, and a nice big cork handle too. Yeah. And split grip. With your glove. Is, yeah. Split grip. I do like split grip That's a lot. That's the way you to can, go. Yep. So what, the reason you want split grip or the reason I like it is you put the web of your thumb right on, yep. in between the split and then you'll be able to feel the taps. You'll be able to feel a fish tap that line. You got a direct connection to that tip. Yep. Yep. And you can... Feel it through your web of your hand before you feel it. Yep. That's when, you, so if you're not familiar with it, that's when you see like guys fishing, like I, I described it as a pistol grip. Yep. Um, where they hold the the shaft of the reel with their bottom three finger, with their pinky uh, ring finger mm-hmm. and middle finger. And then they got their their uh, pointer finger on the, yep, on the cork mm-hmm. on the front, point forward. And then they got the web of that split grip fitting right in the web of their, uh, yep. of the thumb. That's Between versus. The thumb and their index. Pulling, you know, just grabbing it like this, just <laughs> fisting it. Yeah, you got no feeling. <laughs> yeah, you got Then you really got to watch it. And it's really hard to control and yep. your arm's just flying around. And 
Yeah, the pistol grip's kind of the yeah the way to. Go. I'll be interested to see what I feel how I feel about the the size of that cork handle. Um, yeah, that's I, I can wide. see there being some yep. advantages. Yep. Uh, but we'll see what see what happens. I've never ran a rod with a cork handle that big. Yeah, we're gonna give her a thorough test this season. Excited yep. to try them out. So yep. actually, I'll probably spend uh, the rest of the day getting one of these reeled up. There you go. So, yeah, you like this one the best. I like the gray one. The gray one, and then this other one's got a brown handle. Yeah, pretty cool. Yep. So awesome. Cool. Thanks, Timmy. Yeah. Thanks for sending those. That's awesome. So. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit of organization here today and and really want to just touch on how we approach organizing our stuff because I know I personally have come a long ways in organizing and how that has made me a better ice fisherman. I'm kind of stuck in my ways. Yeah, Brett's Brett's old school. Yeah. But there's that's what makes it fun. There's different approaches to it. Yep. Um, you know, we end up both making things work and and having a good time out on the ice and usually if I don't have something handy, Brett's got it handy. If you don't have, you know, if you don't have something handy, I got it handy. The so. problem is we'll see if we're either of us are very handy next to each other. Usually we end up venturing in opposite directions. Yep. Yep. But yeah, that's the the wrong time to find out if you need a forceps or a pliers yep. is when you're out by yourself somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Yep. Fish choked and, your lure. Yep. Shoot. I thought I had it somewhere. Or you oh. break off. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Forget yep. your spikes. Yep. Awesome. Well, that's all coming up next on the Short Rod Show. Hey, Ben, so I've got this buddy that's trying to start a small business, but he's having a real tough time with his digital footprint and just trying to figure all that out. Do you know anybody that could help him out? Well, I think I do. I know uh, a couple cool guys at this company called Evergrow Marketing, and they really specialize in helping landscape and lawn care companies maximize their digital footprint and basically bring customers to them, help them get found on the internet. Really? I mean, they'll work with any business. Um, they're really looking to expand, and if you tell them that Ben and Brett sent you from the, the Short Rod Show, you can get a 10% off your first order. Really cool. If you're interested in the Evergrow Marketing team and what they have to offer, check them out on evergrowmarketing.com and tell them Ben and Brett from the Short Rod Show sent you. You know, Brett, I was poking around on Facebook the other day, and I could just not find the Short Rod Show. What's the deal? Oh, you just got to punch us in on Google. What do you mean? We show up on Google already? Oh, yeah. The Evergrow team hooked us up. Holy cow. That's awesome. Yeah. Good deal. I'll try that now. Yeah. Right. You just punch in Short Rod Show and we'll come up on our website, shortrodshow.com. It'll come up on Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Awesome. So people can find us all over now. Yeah. All over the internet. That's great. We're also on Instagram too. I've been trying to keep up with that. Posting some cool pictures. When we're out on the ice, you can check us out there too. Yeah. Sweet updates. Awesome. Check us out, guys. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for joining us through that break. Today, we're touching on ice organization. Yep. And this is something that I didn't really believe in at first when I- Well, you just didn't think about it. Well, yeah. It wasn't a priority, I guess, as I was going through uh, learning about ice fishing. And now it's become a major portion of ice fishing. Yeah. Really, for me, it really annoys me when I forget something on the ice. Yeah. Not necessarily needing to have something handy, but I forget my spikes or I forget- my plastics bag or I forget something like that. So, yep. or just losing stuff. Yep. No, one, no one likes to lose gear. You forget something on the ice. It. Yeah. That's the worst. Yeah. So Ben, starting off with there, where, uh, from where you are today, where did, where would you say when you first started ice fishing? Um, I guess what, what, what did your, uh, ice management look like? Anyways, I guess I'd call Not, it. non-existent, Brett. Non-existent. You yep. just throwing everything into sled and pulling out there. It, it wasn't even like that. So like, I would start with like a Walmart bag. Right? Ooh, okay. The, the old Walmart bag. They're cheap. They break. Right? 
They break very really brittle easy. in the cold. Pretty brittle. <laughs> they get even more brittle when it's below zero. <laughs> oh man! Uh, then I switch to a Target bag, which is a little Ooh, bit. Target is better. Yeah. <laughs> so there's no doubt about that. But but seriously though, throwing things in a bag that you know that gets you by, but uh, really at least go cloth bag, man. You think about okay, the stuff you need to ice fish, you don't need very much, but or paper bag it. Yeah, exactly. I'm hung up on this bag thing. But the the more things that you have, like, okay, you throw some snacks in and some drinks, that yep. makes your time out there way better. Um, you throw out, you know, an extra set of gloves in case your hand gets soaked. And you oh, need I, that is gloves, one thing right? that I always bring is an extra set of gloves in case yep. one pair gets wet. So, so it progressed from, sweet, I get to go out on the ice and I take almost nothing. I yep. got a rod and I got an auger. And you got a bait. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, to adding more things in and then figuring out, okay, what's the most efficient way to organize that to where I know, okay, I have an extra pair of gloves. It's in this compartment of this box. Yep. You know, I, I know where my jigs are. It's in the, the sled over here yep. in the corner. I know where my heater's at. It's not going to get broke sitting up over here. Or your so, cooking supplies. Cooking stuff. Yep. Yep. So, uh, I kind of run a hybrid system now depending on how we fish. And that, that's another thing that I'm always fine tuning because there's always different scenarios of, Okay, I'm going to go out uh, and say, for instance, take my family out. I'm going to mm-hmm. need different stuff than if I just run and gun by myself Definitely. or run and gun with you. Definitely. So first thing that comes to my mind if I'm taking the family out is I'm thinking I'm not – fishing is not my number one priority mm-hmm. uh, at that point. It's comfort. Yep. Uh, making sure I got drinks and stuff packed. Making sure I got snacks packed. Making sure I got something for when somebody gets bored, I got something to do. Yep. Activities. Yep. Non-fishing activities. <laughs> yep. Go drill some holes. Yep. Yep. So, so it's always different depending on the different situation yep. that we're facing. But, um, you know, really what's, what's helped me a lot has been the sled organization versus like my original shelter, which had a, a sled that you just pile everything on top of. Well, it was only three inches deep. It wasn't yeah. a deep sled. Yeah. Haul it out on the ice. And then you have to literally remove everything out of your sled to pop it open, to pop it open. Yep. And I'm sure the hub kind, the hub guys that that fish in just hub shelters are kind of doing the same thing. Ah, um, I mean, they, they got a sled, but a they'll lot take of a sled with them. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's similar to that, but I mean, this was literally a three foot by six foot wide, you know, two inch deep sled. I liked those days though. That sled was light. It was, it was light. easy to move around yep. and maneuver, and yeah, yep. I found myself not using, not popping it open as often. No, it was kind of a pain to pop. Yeah, but then yeah, you got all your stuff on top. You got to take off, uh, and that's really where I lost a lot of stuff. Yeah, you'll lose stuff out the back. You know, it, yeah, you lose stuff it. out the back. You won't look behind you all the time and see it, especially if yep. you're if you're running over snow, and you drop something off the back of your shelter. You can look like back a drift. and see it. Yeah. Oh, I just mean like something that you drop off in the white reflection oh, yeah, of the yeah, yeah, snow. Yeah. You can see it really easy. Yep. A lot of contrast there. But if you're just running over ice, you could drop your flashlight off or you know a bucket of or whatever. I see on Facebook people losing their flasher all the time. Like, I see that too. What the hell? That's like the most the important piece of equipment. pops off or like somebody leaves a bucket out on the ice or on, like at a boat ramp or something. I mean, something. you've done that before. Just a bucket, yeah. Your marking bucket. There's, there's the problem. There the marking is white. It. That marking bucket is white. I know. <laughs> Blends in right with <laughs> the snow. It needs a little more color to it. Hoses you. Mm-hmm. So um, the, main, the main thing that helped me organize was getting that otter shelter. Having a deep yep. deep sled that I can pack and organize around there yep. in, the, in the sled. And I see a lot of guys like building... You know, big plywood. Yep. Oh yeah, I see some real over it with the cabinets and the flip up tops. Yep. And, and 
So, I mean, those look sweet, mm-hmm. but for us, when we're, I mean, primarily, I mean, you have that quad, but primarily we're pulling out by yeah. hand. Yep. Any weight you add has some sort of cost to it. Yeah. So, I mean, you have to be very weight conscious. Yeah. And those guys are running like three quarter inch it gets marine plywood, it makes you know, them making it waterproof, adding carpet over it. it does, it's a sweet deal. I mean, like, yeah, if you can just, add just baskets and stuff to stack stuff. You can put batteries underneath things. You can put everything away, have a spot, clean looking yep. deal, but yep. that's a lot of weight. Um, the main thing organizing your shelter is to just do everything the same way yep. every time, right? Yep. So, you know, uh, for instance, my sportsman's caddy, the outer sportsman's caddy is a little flip top black yep. plastic box, right? I'd say that's where your organization starts. Yes. Really with your stuff. It's always going to have a propane tank in it, extra gloves, extra hat, uh, extra flashlight, yep. like multi-tool, extra forceps, uh, some extra jigs. Yeah, you got jig box in there almost yep. always. Yep. Um, that's kind of like a last ditch. Okay. If I lose my other box yep. of whatever. Works out real good to record this podcast that. on the go also because you can set the recorder in there. Yep. Yep. It's not like waterproof, but. No. For the most part, yeah, it's going to keep How often protected. is it going to be wet anyways? Yep. Yep. Unless you're dragging out in the rain, I guess. But Yep. So it's good to have a system where whatever that system is, you say, all right, for sure, I know this, this is going to have yep. these items in it, you know, for the most part, so. Repetition and knowing where things are going to be at and yep. putting them back yep. where they should be when you're done. Yep. I'm a big fan of like the last couple of years. I've had a shift from carrying everything in my shelter mm-hmm. and, you know, being kind of tied to that shelter to now I'm, I carry a lot more stuff on my person. You know, I, your I utilize my, a, a backpack and my pockets. I really, that's been the biggest change I've seen you run is, yeah. uh, when you, when you got that backpack and started running that. Yep. And now you, you pretty well, I mean, you still take the hub, but I feel like you run almost, you can run exclusively out of that backpack. Yes. Yep. And so that doesn't matter if I'm hopping in the truck with somebody else and we're going out fishing, I can just grab an auger and my rod case and go, mm-hmm. right? And my backpack. Or if I'm hopping in with Brett and we're taking your shelter or we're taking yep. whatever, I can have most of my gear. Grab in two rods in your backpack and you're yep. out of there. Yep. But yeah, it's nice having hands free. Throw your backpack on. Yep. Keep your jigs. Especially when you're hiking. Everything. You, if you got a little bit of a hike ahead of you, yep. that backpack's pretty clutch. Yep. But yeah, what's what's your kind of tactic for organizing, Brett? Um, I'd say I'm old school and I've really kind of stuck to my ways of, I, I'm a five gallon bucket kind of guy. Uh, I've, I've got a pile of them anyways. I was going to say, you bring multiple buckets. I got several buckets. Yes. Every uh, time we're out. <laughs> but I mean, I pretty much, well, in it, in it, there's an effect. I mean, I'm not buying these hundred dollar bullwhip rods or nothing like that. I mean, I'm running $11 schoolies. If I break one, half of mine are already super glued together anyways. Um, so if yeah. I break one, who gives a shit, you yep. know, I'll, I'll just buy another $11 rod and get a free jig with it. Yep. Some new line. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I really like that bucket. It You can flip it over and you got a spot to set your flasher up on if you want to get out of the yep. water. You can sit on it if you want a, place, a quick place to sit. I also carry a, a rod holder if I need a quick dead stick spot. Yep. I can throw the dead stick in the rod holder and it'll hold that. Um, but that's really where my stuff starts is I make sure that it, I always put the stuff I want in there in the bucket. So all I have to do is just grab that bucket. And I know it's going to have my spikes in it. It's going to have a flashlight and it's going to have my jigs in it. Yep. And it'll have everything pretty well that I need. And I throw my four four rods in there uh it'll have everything i need except for my wax worms yep and you know what thing i forget the most when i go out fi- ice fishing those damn wax waxies because sitting it's not the, in my bucket. sitting on the basement window yeah and i mean i know they're there but you know when you get yeah. if you get in a hurry you're thinking about other things and sure you forget about it you're, yep, definitely. you're out i mean i have everything i have my plastics i still got everything yep. else but well and like you said you're old school but that's that's 
tried and true. Yep. You know, the, the five gallon bucket is exactly what all the old school ice fishermen started yep. with and well, then carried everything. That in. too, if you go out and then all of a sudden you want to decide to keep fish, then okay, Absolutely. yeah, you know, I got to dump my stuff out, but uh, then I could, then I got a thing to carry fish in. I got, then you got to consolidate buckets, but you always have more than one anyways. So. Yeah, oh yeah, I always carry a handful. I've always got a couple of buckets anyways, but yep. Yeah, yep. I, I, that's my rod holder. That's my gear holder. That's that bucket doing everything. Yep. And you just, you throw your schoolies right in the bucket. Yep. Sticking out. Handle first. Yep. Well, yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Sticking right out of Looks there. Looks pretty good. Yeah. Um, I'm more of a rod storage, like rod box kind of guy. I mean, so. your rod box is nice, but you also have yeah. a little bit nicer rods where if you're yep. running the like a bullwhip or something in my bucket, you're going to be talking yeah. break off city. You're going to be snapping yep. rod tips off like crazy. But, but I have gone from carrying that rod case with me everywhere to I will pull a few select rods if I'm fishing, you know, yep. out of my shelter, and I'll put them in my lithium shuttle, yep. the two rod holders in the back. That's been nice. Yeah, the lithium shuttle does have some I mean, opportunities. Gen- in general, this is going to be like the baby. Like, yep. I'm going to carry this separately in one hand, auger in the other, backpack on, right? And I'm going to keep keep my eyes on those yep. rods that are in there. Yep. And we'll... And I I really want to do that. We'll have a further conversation about this later. But uh, picked up the Panoptic Dice Bundle here a couple weeks back. But I, I need to figure out how to do yeah make that a little bit some, more versatile as in carrying. See, and like stuff I see like guys that. do like PVC on the side. Yeah, like something I think we'll that figure something out. You like can that. carry some select supplies with you. Yep. Yep. You know, um, I want to run it as standard as possible here for a little while just to get yep. a good feeling for what comes out of the box, and then. Yeah, and if you guys missed there. that, Brett bought a Panoptics ice bundle. Shit. <laughs> he he's no longer as old school as he was. He's jumped up. I am pretty by excited to get yeah, it out there. Cool. I I got a little dance even the other day and took it out to DMAC Pond over here and ran it off the side of the dock. And my problem was I could see I, I could see the fish coming in and you'd be yeah. what pisses you off is there's a lot of fish that come in that don't bite your yeah. lure. And number two is I could see where the fish were at and I was running my ice rods. I needed I should have brought a long rod. Because I needed to get out about five more feet. Oh, you just couldn't get out to it. I couldn't get out far enough. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, you sent me a picture of it. it was eight feet. Yeah, eight foot deep off that dock. Uh, man, it was sweet watching those fish <laughs> yes, move in and cool. out. And you could see them, how they related to the structure and worked yep. up and down it and off to the side. And I liked it a lot. Well, I think this is kind of the year that a lot of people are going to get into panoptics, too, just because of the, the drop in price. And they're going to be yep. switching up the, their transducers and... It yep. just every year becomes a little bit more attainable. But. Yeah. Well, not to go off on a tangent, but oh, we I mean, are. at that way down at that. that price point where it came down <laughs> to what fourteen ninety nine, fifteen hundred bucks, when I was already wanting to look at like a, a hummingbird helix seven or something like that, mm-hmm. and for me, I didn't want just the regular ice bundle because I wanted to do cyan imaging if I was going to bring it on the boat and all that. By the time I got to that price point, and versus that versus what the panoptics price point was, it was just no brainer to add a couple extra hundred bucks and yep, run with it. Yep. Yeah. And like, like I said, that's multi-purpose. You're going to be yep. throwing it on the boat. You're going to have basically yep. a sweet setup. Yep. Pretty excited for it. So that's pretty cool. Um, Back to storage. What were we talking about? Storage and organization <laughs> and carrying gear and that sort of stuff. Go, go into your jacket a little bit. Cause I know that's also a big deal of uh, yeah. how you carry a lot yep. of your stuff. So, so you like utilize I said, the pockets. Backpack and my ice fishing suit, the predator suit, having pockets in the front all over the place. I'm just loading that down. And with, they're big pockets. Yep. I mean, so, you can put your jig box yeah, in there. You can so put your flashlights jig in there. Jig box, multiple jig boxes. Uh, my plastics wallet goes in there. Um, 
And that plastics wallet looks starting to look like an old school billfold, you know, where they keep every an old man keeps on YouTube. Every receipt is bulging. They keep every receipt. They keep every (laughs) card that ever anybody ever gave them, and it throws your hip out. So so they claim that uh, Widowmaker says you can fit, you know, four packs. I mean, you fit them in in there. there. Yeah, you can packs in there. Maybe I kind of want to fit some more in there and just try it out. (laughs) Yeah, got lots of different plastics. Really stepped up the plastics game this year. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you can fit that in your pocket. Oh, or give a shout out. Shout out that guy that's hanging some more plastics. Oh yeah, Bill. Bill sent us some more plastics here. Bill Riley. Thank you, Bill. Um, we got those uh, a couple weeks ago, but heavily scented. Oh my goodness, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to read the What was the brand? The brand. Ross. Oh, Ross Custom Baits. Ross Custom. There you go. He sent us he sent us some he's had some good luck on, so we're gonna Yeah. We're gonna test those out. A couple stickers. I'll be interested to try those out. Yeah, just sweet. opening that is like garlic some, and onions. Yeah, there's some. Oh my gosh, there. <laughs> there's some fragrance. It's <laughs> pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you can keep your plastics if you if you can keep them handy, you're more likely to be able to use them. Yep. And and willing to use them, and that's what you were touching on a couple episodes back about being able to retie. And you know, hey, if I'm not catching something retie. within a short period of time, I'm retying onto yep. something else. And then having those clothes, like you say. Yep. If you don't have that handy. And it's back in your shelter and you're halfway you're across the lake, you're not going to do it. Yep. You know, even just having it in a backpack, you know, eh, well, I got to dig around gotta and dig figure, out and figure it out. That. Well, this way, I just reach down in your pocket. Right I got my jigs, got my plastics on the other side. Ready and ready to recon. Go. Yep. And I'll go so far, I'll throw the recon camera in one pocket. You oh, know, yeah. If we're out running around, yep. just if I see something goofy on the flasher, I can stick the camera down and say, okay, this is a brush pile right here. You know, it's not just my flasher being goofy, yep. so... Um, that's gone a long way to organize is just actually utilizing pockets. Cause originally I would not do that. I would just use my pockets for like, Oh, here's my gloves in one and my hat in the other. Yep. And that's kind of it. Yep. Um, yeah, that's been really good for me to organize that way too. Um, but the other thing that we've switched around starting last year was running the quad Yep. and having, you know, our quad is, it doesn't have a lot of space for that. No. To organize, but it does have a nice custom a front rack, rack in the front. Yeah, custom. So that, that's meant to hold two five what gallon gran- buckets. What's your grandpa's name? George. George Customs. Yep. He, yep. Custom front rack holding two George, five gallon buckets. Quad custom racks. Built just up. for Brett. <laughs> Brett. Brett can throw his buckets on there and that's all you need. They fit in there perfectly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, having that rack is nice. I put, I use, uh, it's like a cheap sportsman's warehouse gun rack yeah it like, actually works pretty good yeah for an auger mount yeah um so we can strap the uh strap the laser auger in there with the clam plate and the drill yep and hold that away from everything of course you can fit two in there right we can uh, do two no and it don't quite fit does no it? not quite no a little bit goofy. couldn't remember if it did or not but like they make some pretty cool auger mounts Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah. I mean, for what it is, it's ones, but is what it is. This has two like hitch pins that <laughs> yeah. just wedge it down in there. It works. It still good, looks legit. You know? Yep, yep. Just something to keep that handy, so you yep. can hop off the quad, drill a hole quick, put it back Pop on. Back. Yep. Away you go. Yep. Um. Otherwise, there's. I saw a good YouTube video the other day of a ice fishing ATV setup. Mm-hmm. It's pretty. Slick. There's a lot. There's. I mean, there's, there's a whole some guys that do crazy stuff. I like. I actually like the guys that put their shelter. On the back rack of their quad. Oh, yeah. You know, and just have that thing hanging out four feet or whatever. You're running a big-ass quad if you're doing that. Yeah, it was like an 800 <laughs> Polaris this dude's running around. Chains it, front and back. I mean, granted, I know, you know, a lot of these quads are used 
use for other things other than ice fishing. But dang it, some people run some big ass quads for ice yeah. fishing. Holy and, crap. And one thing I took away from this video, I can't remember the channel, but it was like the ultimate ice fishing ATV setup <laughs> is what, <laughs> what it was titled. Well, your your buddy Dave Gens, he runs the ultimate yeah. snowmobile yep. setup. Holy crap. The helix on the front. His setup is sweet. Um, the one thing I took away from it, though, was that uh, the guys that are really organized are going to just take that to the nth degree. So yep. he's got an enclosed trailer that's only used for ice gear. Right. Wow. He's pulling his his quad in, fully self-contained, all of his ice gear that he has, you know, rods sticking out the front, everything, and just pulls it in his trailer, seals it up, you know, doesn't have to unpack, pack up, whatever. Yep. And just leaves it there through the whole summer. No problem. That'd be one, speaking of rod, adding rods, that'd be uh, nice to add to the front of the quad is rod holder. A couple rod holders. Yep. That'd be kind of sweet. Just keep them on there. So- the way that we like swing it around in the pickup truck sideways. Oh, you won't, maybe you won't be no, able I do think that. we could. It just keep it on the sides. Yeah, yeah, Nothing yeah. In the front yeah, side. yeah. No, that's what I meant. Yeah, on yep. the side. But yeah, we probably wouldn't have them in there while we're. But maybe I don't want to put them out there. Maybe I don't want people to see what we're fishing with while we're just tooling around on the ice. Yeah, I don't want people to know. Maybe. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> As they can't, they like if they they can't see in your bucket. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and look and look and see the schoolies. Yeah, so. The, there's there's all kinds of cool like customizable tips on YouTube. That trick your trap yeah. page on yeah. Facebook. There's too. also a trick your ATV thing also. I saw yeah, I mean guys Facebook. are going going nuts just like custom building things. It'll it'll be interesting to see like 3D printing the 3D printing guys. Well, I'm actually all the speaking of that. Of I've gotten a few comments back from folks that have picked up those Baskang uh, oh, really? 3D printed mm-hmm. uh, shuttles. So far, they're like, man, these are legit. Like oh, they cool, look, good. feel, they're strong. So, yeah, that's pretty good. sweet. That's good to hear. Yep. Because, yeah, there's that shuttle, and then I sent you that Summit equipment. Yeah, yeah, that's a very popular picks. thing. That, yeah. that's very, uh, everybody. But that's that, pretty that's cheap, That's what everybody too. recommends. But they're also, you can't, you can't buy one now. Oh, everything, literally everything on the website sold out that's these nice. days. And they're not 3D printed. Those are yeah. more legit manufactured yep. sort of stuff. Yep. But I think it's cool that you can, the cool thing about ice fishing, you can customize everything. Yep. Make it make it your own. And that's what I'd encourage everyone listening to do is find your own setup that works. You know, you can yep. try the different setups that we talked about. And if there's something you wish you had, don't yep. be afraid just to make it yourself. Yep. It ain't hard. Usually. Yeah. If you're somewhat handy, go tinker in the garage mm-hmm. and figure figure out how to make it. Uh super glue and duct tape. Those Get go a long, long ways. ways. Yep. yep. <laughs> it's like the red green show. <laughs> yep. Uh, I was trying to think of what else. What else is a key feature of our ice Brett organization? The bucket, man. That's movement. all you need. Five gallon bucket. Yeah, I'm gonna. That is. I'm gonna have. To, I mean, obviously, the panoptic stuff is gonna be a little bit yeah. of a wrench. Uh, figuring out how to handle that pole and that won't fit in the bucket at all. The, right? the, no, my so close. my uh, hummingbird would fit. I I cut it specifically so it would fit right in one of my buckets, so I could carry two buckets. One would have the bird in it. One would have all my other gear in it. Where no, this isn't even mm-hmm. gonna. This isn't even going to come close to fitting. What about doing like a backpack? Just mounting it all in there? No, no, just just Garmin in the backpack. No, I don't know how that would work. Like like a laptop bag or something. Laptop backpack. I don't. I don't think that would work. Know. I mean, I like the shuttle and everything that that well, comes in. Well, I think it'd be a lot. E- that sucker is like forty pounds. It'd be a lot. No, no, to no. Hold that thing on your back. It might be fifteen. It's more than that. I mean, unless I'm the Incredible Hulk, man. I, I don't <laughs> think it's that heavy. But it'd be nice not to have to 
carry that in one hand and yeah. all your gear in the other. Yep. Or maybe you switch and put more gear in a backpack and one bucket. And or I'll just make sure. We'll just make sure you carry the sled more often, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I'm still thinking about how that's going to work. Yep. And that that's kind of the thing, too, when you look at some of these bigger setups. The guys running the live scope, like, you're not oh God. running and gunning around. I see people that they just leave them in a sled. They don't even try to carry them around. Yep. They're just in a sled and they're pulling them around. Jeez. The old LX6 is pretty dang light to yep. just bounce around, yep. have a good old time with. Yeah. Weight was pretty much thrown to the wind with that with those things. Yep. Well, that so, black box. The black it's a heavy, box is really a heavy, heavy deal. The Maybe that was what I was thinking of. That's 40 pounds. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Because that black box is like a big chunk of it's steel. It's a big processor yep. on there. But. No, we'll see. We'll see what I can come up with on that. Yeah. It'd be nice to at least get some rod rod holders on there. Yep. Because it, it's got some mesh pockets on the side of the carrying case. Uh, I can put jigs and stuff in, and then I just got to grab that, and yep. I can run, but we'll see. Did that bundle come with a charger for that battery? Yep. Nice. Yep. It's handy. Yep. I was wondering about that. So, yeah, uh, speaking of different, different stuff, I bought another lithium shuttle. Yeah. Over Black Friday. That's here. a hell of a deal. Uh, that deal we kind of talked about with Shields, the $150 thing. You can't beat that. That's, no, that's, that's going to be as cheap as they're ever going to be. Yeah, Shields is really good to deal with. So they, uh, yeah, shipped it same day, like within an hour. Yep. And it was at my house the next day. Came from Omaha. Yep. So came with the light. Came with the light, the little USB gooseneck light, and then the, the universal adapter. So you could you adapt know, it to whatever. To yep. Um, not just a specific Markham stuff but. yeah that's pretty slick so yeah i mounted my my lx6 on the new one and then switched the uh vx1 pro over to the the old shuttle so nice. that'll, that'll be a nice backup setup plus i mean i really kind of did just because i like that light on the front that that actually that is like an like, unsung hero of the of if, the if you're shuttle. out somewhere that's so handy it, lo- it, it illuminates your hole so nicely that you can yep. see your line you can see what's going on exactly or even just i leave the light on jigs. set it somewhere you know you're not going to forget it then, you know, and mm-hmm. it's going to be lighting up as you're tearing stuff down at night, um, yep. you know, or just trying to hunt your way around. So yep, yep. They'll be good. And I actually was looking. So they claim the Markham M1 will run on a lithium shuttle for 53 hours. Oh, <laughs> So I'm guessing the VX1 will be probably not quite as good because it's not quite brushless. Long, but that's but still plenty long. That'll be sweet. That is awesome. Yep, just run it. Dang. Run it. Run it and go. Nice. Because, yeah, that's that's the thing with lead-acid batteries. You don't really, ha- like, know how far they're running down. You can kind of kind of tell, but unless you have one of those battery meters. Oh, yeah, no. no. I don't know. I always just run them. Yeah, just run them until they're char- I charge them up after each use. But Yeah, yeah. Yep, it'll be good. So, yeah, it's looking like we'll be getting some conditions to be making ice. This week? This or week. This week? Yeah, I mean, up in Minnesota, Wisconsin. Yeah, South Dakota, North Dakota. Uh, I mean, those guys. We'll, are, we'll probably have. They'll be earlier this week. We'll have some skim ice here, not in Ames or in Ankeny. So, um, let well yesterday went up to Clear Lake, uh, checked it out. No ice up there. Water. Temps, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> water temps are thirty-seven. So that's probably oh really? Is that cold? Yep. I'm surprised. Yep. See, it was that cold. Thirty-seven, and then it was down to like thirty-six and a half. By the time we left. I'm betting that that'll cap over. So tomorrow and Tuesday, I think Tuesday, I don't think it's going to get above freezing. Yeah, and it's going to be cold. And we're an hour and a half south of Clear Lake. So I bet that, I bet if yeah. it's if it's a calm night, I bet it caps over. And there's skim ice on some of the marshes and everything yep. already. 
Um, so that was cool. But that that was a really good opportunity to get out and scout out some of the early ice spots. Oh, yeah. You know, in the boat. I still think, especially when you're talking Clear Lake, uh, there's got to be some opportunity on that east side of the, the main lake. I mm-hmm. mean, everybody concentrates. If you're familiar with Clear Lake or whatever, look it up. It's a lake of, it's basically two lakes where you got the little lake on the west side, mm-hmm. and then it pinches down, and then you got the main lake on the east side. And a lot of people fish right around that pinch down point. Yep. I mean, that's like on both sides of the lake. Yep. I mean, there's, there's got to be, there's so much water on that, uh, on that east side. There's got to be fish out there. Yep. Um, I mean, the yeah. deep water is on the west side, but I mean, that lake's so big. There's got to be yep. fish out there somewhere. Yeah. And what was interesting was we went up on the little lake side first and you know ran up where we were sight fishing oh yeah by the perch yep up on that east end so um that gets real shallow but it was cool Mm -hmm. to see the actual weed structure how the weeds are how they set up now yep before it freezes over because it's harder to tell you know through a bunch of cloudy ice what kind of weed structure you're looking at Mm -hmm. are we looking at okay you know is it sparse weeds yeah exactly pencil weeds so something big and bushy But those weeds are already dying. Like oh, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Dying a lot. Once they get once they get below, yeah. I don't know, 50 degrees, they start dying off. But yeah, they were dead to the point where I didn't even have to pull them off my They're falling line. off. They're just yep. falling off. Yep. <laughs> and breaking apart. So, so it's not like a coon, it's not like a, a cabbage nope. type weed. It's more like a coontail type yep. deal. Yep. yep. And they're pretty brown and mushy. Yep. So, yep. But it's it's good to do that, you know, now if, if you guys can get out on your boat one last yep. couple times. Maybe maybe we're past that. And Clear Lake's a unique fishing opportunity because just because you're fishing such shallow water for most of the year. I mean, even in the ice, even when you're ice fishing, you're. I mean, you'll be catching fish in three or four, five feet of water, mm-hmm. um, or less. Yeah, two yeah. Feet. I mean, the lake. Well, aside from the deep end there on the east on the west side, uh, the east end. I mean, it maxes out at twelve foot. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Yeah, it's it's definitely unique, but it's it's good to good to check it out while you can yep. in a boat. You know, scope it out. If you Sean have a side imaging, did he have his new? He didn't have his no. new uh, deal on there. No, we were running a 2008 Lawrence. Yeah, there's not much to see <laughs> on that thing. Didn't show a whole lot. No. Uh, the Hummingbird on the front, the 678. Yeah, yeah, I, I know that. Bad, yeah, that's slick rig. Yep. Slick unit. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's got the main points. Shows you your bottom. Shows you. Shows you body reliable your fish finder section. <laughs> shows you the water temp. The Lawrence was showing fish constantly. Yeah. Just. <laughs> Steady stream of fish, yeah. and it's got the it fish icon. Seem, right? I like those. I like those old school ones with the fish icon. Oh no, I'd much rather have this line. <laughs> oh, my gosh, fish, fake fish icons. Yeah, yeah, those are funny. <laughs> Hunting bananas, right? Yep. There you go. That's upside that's down bananas. Upside down bananas. Yep. yep. Cool. Well, what else you got, Brett? Uh, think that's, anything? That's all for me for now. We're just, we're just ready to get on some ice. I know. Chomping at the bit. Hopefully, the next time uh, we get a podcast out, we'll be. Having some ice experience to talk about. Mm-hmm. Maybe do some traveling. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah no, the 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 travel plans kind of, we didn't get the ice that we normally do, so mm-hmm. they're kind of thrown out the window and we'll see what happens. Yep. That's kind of a bummer. Yeah, we'll we'll figure something out. Yeah, definitely. So, cool. Guys, keep up uh, following us on Facebook for updates and Instagram and, and our YouTube channel. Facebook. We've gotten over 100 subscribers already on yeah, YouTube. So pumped. That's cool. Um, yeah, we release videos and podcasts every Sunday. So yep. all the way through the ice season, we, we should be doing, sitting pretty well. Burning and turning. Yep. 
giving you a bunch of tips and tricks and just kind of passing on what we've learned throughout the years of, of fishing. So awesome. Cool. Well, we'll catch you next time on the short rod show. Mm-hmm.